Well, it's wonderful to see you all here this morning on our new year, 2018. And uh, this feast accomplishes a number of things. Uh, First of all, it rounds off the octave of Christmas. So for the two main feasts of the year, we've got Christmas and we've got Easter. And both of them have what's called an octave, which means that for eight days after the celebration of the main feast day, there's a specially concentrated number of, of feasts, okay? And so we have a whole octave for not just Easter, but also for Christmas. And this is, this is the octave. This is the final and eighth day of the Christmas, um, you know, octave. So that's one thing that's going on. The other thing is that it's an opportunity for us to consecrate the whole year. Okay, so we take the first day of the year and we give it to God. And thereby we give the whole year to God. So may 2018 be given to God for all of us in each one of our lives. Uh, that's, that's something else that's going on. Also, it's an opportunity to honor the Mother of God. And uh, what's interesting, though, is this feast is not very, in a certain sense, it's very ancient. It goes back to the 4th century. But it's been placed at different times of the year throughout the history of the church. And uh, only recently, in the past 60 or 70 years or so, has this feast actually come in and sort of replaced another one. Uh, the original feast that was here on January 1st was the celebration of the circumcision of Christ. And actually, though, it's more like the older feast of the circumcision has been kind of folded into the feast of Mary, Mother of God, because we still have the original reading uh, from the gospel of Christ's circumcision being talked about, his being circumcised and his being named. So I'm going to try to tie together a whole bunch of things here, and, and you know, I hope I don't get too uh, scattered or distracted or fragmented in my thoughts, but what I want to do is just talk about Mary and then also talk about Christ's circumcision and his being named, given the name of Jesus. Very, very important name. Beautiful name, glorious name of Jesus. We love it as, as Christians. It's our, it's our glory. Well, one of the things we see here in our scripture readings today is we see this theme of blessing going on, right? So we got this wonderful text from the book of Numbers. Not that, who's read the book of Numbers from beginning to end? All right, we got two two people, three people. <laughs> okay, all right. So the book of Numbers is a tough book to read, but it's very beautiful, and there's some real gems of gold in there. And one of one of those gems of gold is what's included in the lectionary. It talks about the priests, uh, the Old Testament priests, invoking God's blessing upon the people, and so they say, um, let's see here. Uh, this is how you will bless the Israelites: the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you kindly and give you peace. And so they will invoke the name, my name upon the Israelites and I will bless them. So we've got this idea of the name of God being invoked upon the Israelites and God's face being shine, shining upon the Israelites. That would come to ultimate fulfillment when the name of Jesus would be given to the Son of God. And God would actually have a literal human face shining forth in the face of Jesus Christ. From the, from the get-go, right from the beginning of human history, there's this whole idea of blessing and cursing. So if you go to the book of Genesis, when God created the world, that word blessing is used repeatedly. God created this, and he blessed it, so forth and so on. And especially when he created humankind, it says in Genesis chapter 1, God made them male and female and he blessed them. And he said, be fruitful and multiply. 
And the fruitfulness that God intended, the, the blessed fruitfulness that God intended for human beings to have right from the get-go is not ne- not just uh, fruitfulness in terms of um, reproduction and having children, although that's an essential part of it, but it was also a spiritual fruitfulness, a fruitfulness of grace that would lead to God's glory and to the glorification of the human race in God. Okay, So that's the original blessing. But then, original sin comes into the world and destroys that blessing. So that's the bad news. Okay? And so, therefore, in Genesis chapter 3, you see a lot of cursing going on. God says, because you have done this, you know, to Adam and Eve, cursed is the soil. And then he curses the serpent. So there's this contrary idea of cursing coming in. Well, so God, though, wasn't going to leave us in this state of, of cursedness. He wanted us to be blessed, blessed with the blessing of salvation. And so he calls Abraham. And in Abraham, it says, in you, all the nations, and in your seed, all the nations of the world will be blessed. Okay, all the nations of the world will be blessed. And that blessing that the Gentiles are going to enjoy through Abraham uh, and through his seed, namely Jesus, is not going to be just a blessing of, you know, um, I got a new Rolls Royce or a Rolex watch or whatever that is. Okay, you know, material blessing. But it's going to be the blessing of salvation. Um, but with Abraham's seed and all the nations being of, the, being of the world being blessed in his seed, that also brings us again back to, to chapter 3 in Genesis. When God says to the serpent, I'll place enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and and her seeds. Okay? So we have right from the beginning a prophecy of Mary and Mary's immediate seed, namely Jesus Christ. So it's really through Mary and through her cooperation with God's plan for her life that the seed in which all the nations are blessed comes into the world. So Mary is a conduit of blessing alongside of, of course, and, and because of her son, Jesus Christ. And so that's what, how all this blessing idea ties into the theme of the Mother of God today in our, in our lectionary. And then we have our beautiful text from uh, Galatians that says, uh, When the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, okay, to ransom those under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons. So that grace of adoption is the blessing that God intended us to have from the beginning that's restored to us through the the Messiah born of, of the woman, born of Mary. Now in our gospel text, um, we see this this uh, really neat thing, okay, the eight days. You know, the other thing is octave. We celebrate the octave of Christmas. Eight days from the birth of Christ was his circumcision. So that was part of the um, the law. The part of the law established through Abraham was that the, the Abraham was circumcised, and Abraham got a new name when he was circumcised. Okay, which denotes this kind of a new spiritual identity in God, and then all of Abraham's descendants would be circumcised. And even for us to this day, we're still circumcised. Uh, Christians are circumcised in a certain sense, and that is through the sacrament of baptism, which is our spiritual circumcision. So Jesus, being obedient under the law, he was born of a woman, born under the law. Here he is, obedient to the law. He's circumcised eight days after his birth. And that's when the name Jesus is given to him. How beautiful, how sweet is the name of Jesus. And in fact, on January 3rd, just two days from now, we have a whole, it's an optional memorial, but we have a whole memorial dedicated just to the name of Jesus. Awesome passage from the book of Acts. It says, 
There's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved but the name of Jesus. Jesus. It's a beautiful, beautiful name. And our salvation is given to us through our uh, prayerful, heartfelt, believing, repentant invocation of the name of Jesus. That is the conduit through which salvation and grace and God's blessing comes to us. It's through the name of Jesus. But think about this, though. Who's the first person in the world who ever heard that the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior of mankind, his name is Jesus? Who's the first person that ever, that ever heard that? The Blessed Mother, Mary. The angel came to her in the Annunciation and said, you're going to have a son, conceive a son, he's going to be called the Most High, and you will, you will call his name Jesus. So Mary, from the get-go, and we see another beautiful passage here in our, our Gospel text today. It says, uh, Mary kept all these things in her heart. So Mary's heart is a repository of all of these awesome mysteries that we celebrate during Christmas. How did we learn about the angel coming to Mary and telling her that she was going to give birth to the Son of God and that his name was going to be... How do we know about it? Who let us know? Who was the only person there but Mary? So it's, it's through Mary that we even have the knowledge of the Annunciation. It's through Mary that we even have the, the understanding of Christ's virginal conception. And it's Mary who is privileged to hold that precious name of Jesus in her heart. She's privileged, the first human being to have that awesome privilege. And besides God the Father, only Mary can call Jesus Son. Isn't that an amazing privilege that she has? Apart from God the Father, only Mary has the privilege of calling Jesus Son. And uh, she conceived him in her womb, and uh, he dwelt beneath her heart, and she loved him with a love beyond all telling, as, as a preface, of our Christmas preface says. And she repeated the name of Jesus. Jesus was the most precious name to her. And then she was able to give that name to all of us. Okay, She was able to reveal that name that the angel had given to her, to uh, all the people that would follow after her. She was the pioneer in that, in that precious and holy name. So she not only gave to us our Savior by cooperating with God's plan, but she also was the one that transmitted to us, the first person at least, that was able to transmit to us the precious name of Jesus. And just as blessing and salvation comes to us through the person of Jesus Christ, so practically speaking, concretely, in our everyday lives as Christians, the, the blessing of salvation comes to us through the actual name of Jesus that's why it's so it's it's really bad to take the Lord's name in vain, especially that precious name of Jesus. It should be counted as so so holy. It's our bridge that God has given to us across which we walk to heaven. And may it be for each one of us a blessed year of, of twenty eighteen, a blessed life, and at the end of our lives, when we lie dying, may that precious name of Jesus, which was Concealed first and foremost in the heart of, of Mary, may that precious name be upon our lips and be invoked with great devotion, with great repentance 
and with great faith in what Jesus has done for us. And thus, we will be blessed. May it be so, my brothers and sisters.